Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? Well, it's Dean Blandino. Welcome to another episode of Good Calls. Joined by Travis Hansen and Joe Madrid. A um, little bit, feel the, feel the energy going into this show is a little down. I feel it's like... COVID, man. It's... Everybody, everybody has been, it's been, right, 2020 has certainly in our lifetimes been this unprecedented type year and there's been so much. And look, right, life isn't always easy breezy and it, it certainly hasn't been in 2020. It just, you you, you yearn for some, some sort of normalcy and it feels like that that gets further and further away, right? That's just... Um, we're in the, in the middle of this environment that seems to be very, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. Toxic, the, the, the you know, divisive. I, I don't know. You just, it just feels like there's, everybody is, is on edge and, and for, for obvious reasons and no one knows what kind of what to expect next. And, uh, and hopefully we can, we can come out of this and we can have, you know, obviously this is a sports related show and we'll focus on sports. And I think sports are in many ways our escape, right? But sports can't escape what's going on. Like this, this, this impacts everything. And it's no longer, I can turn on, right. I can turn on a game and, and, and kind of lose myself and, and forget about the, the problems in the world for a couple of hours because the problems of the world are, are in the middle of, of sports and everything else. So um, it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I do feel kind of down and, uh, you know, and you don't even have Travis to give you some cheesy quote to pick you up. Cause he's, I he's do down need, too. Travis is the up the glass half full type guy. And I do, I think what I need right now, Travis is I need a pep talk. And so I'm going to give you 20 seconds to make me feel better. Okay. So go for it. In the water's flowing, man. It's going to keep flowing down, and and we're going to get out of this. You know, we're going to keep climbing. We're going to be at the top of the mountain as soon as, as soon as this all passes. And and 
And, you know, we're going to look back on this and just think, ah, that was just the COVID-19 2020. No, we got through it. And you know what? You're, that's I, that's I don't all know, it was. I don't, know, I, don't know water, I don't know what the water flowing means. I don't know either. Typically, if you're at the top of the mountain, the water's flowing away from you. But I feel better. You make me laugh. And laughter is the best medicine. Nice job, I mean, Trump. that's what I need right now, too. I got both my kids crying. I hear them right now. I feel bad. But what are the other six doing? I don't yeah, have I don't quiet. have any kids, you guys. The other six are quiet. Um, so let's uh, let's talk some NFL news. Some pretty <laughs> some some pretty significant NFL news came out. Um, one of those deals that you I literally until they announced the fines and the punishment, I had forgotten that this was a thing. Was the Patriots for filming the at the Bengals um, right? filming the uh, the sideline, right? Filming the Bengals sideline during a Browns game in Cleveland. And uh, I completely forgot about it. And the NFL announced the, the penalties, which were a fine of $1.1 million, a third round pick, I believe in the 2021 draft. Um, the, uh, the, the which I think this will, this will get a lot of eye rolls around the league is that, uh, and I don't know who, but certain Patriots, um, you know, employees or whoever it may be, will have to go through uh, NFL training on policies and guidelines. So, so that, like to me, is a big eye roll because they know the guidelines and the policies. Yeah, one guy lost his job too. Like he's yeah, one guy lost his job. And this was a, it's a, such an interesting because you know throughout the investigation, and this was certainly pre-COVID and everything else. Um, you know, they kind of separated this from the football operation. This was not right. This was the the in-house video. This was a third party that was contracted to do, um, you know, to do your job show, which which and they were focusing on an advanced scout and what an advanced scout does. And they they feigned, um, you know, they 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 claimed ignorance. Right. They didn't know they weren't supposed to be shooting the field. Um, they didn't notify um, the I believe they didn't notify the Browns as what they were going to be doing at the time. So, um, and because I think I have it right, right? It was the Browns were playing the Bengals in Cleveland. Was that it? And and the Patriots video group was there filming because they had the Bengals coming up. Is that the story? That sounds. Can you confirm that. Let me try to find it. So Travis, just confirm that it was in Cleveland, right? It was. Yeah, in Cleveland on December eighth. Yeah, Cincinnati so they, at Cleveland. Cincinnati at Cleveland. The Patriots had their 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 video people there, and this was again not associated with the football operation. But when you look at when you look at the penalties, I mean those are those types of penalties. When you start taking draft picks away, this is this this bleeds over into the football operation, and whether you know I, there, there was no connection whether the this coaching staff or anyone. Um, in that area knew what was going on, but it just, when you, when you take the history of the Patriots into consideration, it's hard to see this as an honest mistake, right? You just, you, you don't, I don't think there's anybody around the league, the other 31 franchises that see this as just a misunderstanding. It's just, they, they don't like I've been in, they've run out of honest mistakes. Yeah. I've been in those competition committee meetings. I've been in, and a lot of those, you know, those discussions were generated by things that the Patriots did or, or, or whatever. And then they're not, look, this is, well, everyone's always trying to find a loophole. That's, that's just what yeah, sports it's, are. It's, it's an advantage. 
um, you're going to try to use the rules, you know, gain an advantage within the rules. And I think the Patriots and, and Coach Belichick has, have been very good at that. But this is, you know, it, it's again, it's the it's just another. It's another chapter in this history as we talk about. Right. There are going to be people that when you think about this 20 year span of what the Patriots have been able to accomplish, um, aside from. You know, the Celtics in in the 50s and 60s or the, the UCLA, you know, bas- men's basketball team like Montreal Canadiens in the 50s and 60s. Aside from those types of 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 dynasties, this is the the modern day dynasty and over a course of 20 years to accomplish what they've accomplished. But you are going to have people that are going to put a big fat asterisk on this this kind of window of time because of things like right spygate and deflategate and now this whole deal um it's just it's just the reality of 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 how people some people are going to look at it and and i don't know if does it diminish does it diminish what they've accomplished in your eyes does does in, in either one of your eyes do you see this as a black eye in terms of what quite frankly in in the 21st century is the the greatest sports team accomplishment um so far i mean i, I don't I, think you so. can't argue with that does this does this kind of put you know kind of put it in a little bit of an asterisk there i think no be question marks no way i think everyone's doing it they're the only ones that have gotten caught that, that just makes me wonder are they just the worst at this because that, that's they're what i was gonna say really like bad at cheating? are they just really bad at cheating like everybody else they all they always hear the saying you're not if you're not cheating you're not trying so are they just the worst at cheating? So they're always getting caught. And it's like now Tom Brady has taken it to Tampa with him, and now he's getting in trouble for going to the, the, the wrong person's house. He was trying to go to the offensive coordinator's house. He wasn't supposed to. He's having workouts when he's not supposed to. He's doing all yeah. these things he's not supposed to. He's like the habitual line stepper. And then he, we know he Travis learned that, does, he learned that from Bill. Brady. The <laughs> – the H, the H, the HLS, the habitual line stepper. I just think there's so much money on the line. There's so much riding on success in the NFL. Most people are going to do whatever they need to do, especially if they could say, Hey, we're not hurting anybody. We're not, you know, I think, I think everyone's doing it, but that could just be, They're well, the I mean, I, They're you the know, best. I, and I, I was involved. I, I, I saw it from the inside out. The flake gate was overblown. The flake gate was blown so far out of proportion. No pun intended. And exactly. And it, it was it was a culmination of things. A lot of people around the league felt that the, the NFL was was not um, as hard on the Patriots for Spygate as they should have been. And and I feel like that had to play into it um, to, to hire a, a, a law firm to go through. I mean, they went through every everything. They, I was interviewed three times. I wasn't at the game. I wasn't involved on site. Um, I, I was interviewed three times. They interviewed so many people, officials, everybody went through this, you know, spent millions and millions of dollars for this Wells report when it was something that teams had been doing and continue to do. Um, quarterbacks like the footballs a certain way, and they're going to they're going to have them at the temp at the at the PSI where their quarterback's going to be comfortable. You know, Tom Brady likes it a little on the lower end, right? The, the PSI has to be between 12 and a half and 13 and a half pounds. That's what the rule book says. So Tom Brady wanted the footballs closer to 12 and a half. Aaron Rodgers wanted them closer to 13 and a half, personal preference. 
So they were going to make sure that Tom Brady was comfortable and those footballs were, and they used to bring the footballs to the officials and the officials would check them before the game and they would check the, the, the PSI, the air pressure, and they would tell, they would say, hey, listen, don't, don't put more air in these footballs. If they're compliant, don't add air to it because, you know, Brady wanted it, you know, less inflated. And that's just the way it was. Um, and, you know, air temperature, outside changed, temperature yeah. impacts the pressure in the football. It does. You could see that in your car when you're driving. When you, exactly. when you start in the it morning, does. your, your tires are... To yeah. say that those balls, you know, are not going to be impacted on a cold day, it, it's that's you, you can't argue that and it was it was something that just got blown out of proportion and it, it actually could have been handled much cleaner with a fine and move on and uh, because look the Patriots didn't beat the Colts whatever that was that day 44 to whatever um because of the footballs they they just were the better team and uh I think when they catch way. something like that they just have to the league has to do something or it just looks bad to the public to say, Hey, that's yeah. just how it goes. People aren't going to be happy with that. Well, not with the Patriots either because they had already had. No, well, that was the thing. Been. Any other team, it would not have been a big deal. It just wouldn't have been right. Um, There's so many then, things that are blown out of proportion in the NFL. Sure. And, and then you, then you get into the, you know, now the Patriots continue negative news around the Patriots and then positive news for the Patriots. Who do they sign? They signed Cam Newton. And this had been, you know, this has been one of the things that have been speculated is where is Cam going to end up? And everybody kept coming back to how cool would it be for him to end up in new England, right? Brady leaves. They, you know, they're, they, they, they're two quarterbacks, right. Or Jared Stitham and, and, and uh, Brian Hoyer, who's, who's feel like this is like his fourth time with the Patriots. At least. Right. Um, the so they end up signing Cam one year deal seven and a half million dollars which is amazing you think about Cam Newton former MVP signing for a one year deal when you have you know I know Richard Sherman came out and said that was ridiculous when you have some of these backup quarterbacks and some of these other quarterbacks making big money but it just look it the market is what it is right you you can only you're only going to get paid what somebody's willing to pay and and he wasn't going to get paid big money now. He goes to the Patriots and he has a big year. He's going to get paid in 2021 if he stays healthy. And what I love about this and what's intriguing to me is that for 20 years, right, Patriots say everybody, everybody that knocks Tom Brady says he was a system quarterback, right? Well, look, the bottom line is what the Patriots did for 20 years and what Belichick did, everything they did was to make Tom Brady comfortable was because they saw him as their, their biggest chance to be successful. And so we're going to design our, 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 our game plan and everything else is going to be revolve around Tom Brady and his skill set, which is smart. You put people in position to be successful, to play to their strengths. They're going to do that for Cam Newton. If he stays right. healthy, this could be like this is going to be really interesting because I remember going back before pre-Brady um, with the Patriots. I remember Ray Lucas, Ray Lucas, who went to Rutgers. Um, who a lot of the guys that I grew up with in Jersey were friends with, you know, Ray Lucas had had some success with the Patriots because he was a dual threat quarterback, didn't play that often. But when he went in, Belichick designed things that were suited to his skill set. And and I'm not comparing Ray Lucas to, to, to Cam Newton. And, and when people say, you know, Cam Newton, Cam Newton is not a a running quarterback. Cam Newton is a 
good quarterback. When he's healthy, like, yes, he's dual threat because he's run for, what, 4,500 yards in his career, and he could, you know, he's 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 had those types of seasons. But Cam Newton, healthy Cam Newton with Bill Belichick designing a system for him could be it, – it could it's scary. It's scary to think what that could be. Um, he was so I'm excited nasty to see what he, could happen. He was, know, he he was good, you know, the year of Super Bowl 50. The dude was nasty. He just is inconsistent. Well, yeah, he's and, – and I think he's – like his accuracy has always been an issue – um, you don't, he doesn't have like that. He, he doesn't have, you think about the arm strength and the arm strength is there, but he doesn't necessarily have the touch like a Patrick Mahomes or, or some of these other quarterbacks have. Um, but he's, I don't know if you've guys, if you guys ever had the chance to see him in person, he's massive. He is when I've been on the sideline near him and you, if you didn't, if, if, if you didn't see his number, you'd see him next to defensive linemen, and you you would you you weren't sure who the quarterback was and who the defensive lineman was. He is a massive, massive human being. Of course, and he is. again, it's just going to be interesting to see, um, uh, you know, how they design a system around him. And, and I can't imagine, you know, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback if he's healthy. Like, yeah, I mean, the reason the contract is lo- so low, it's an incentive based deal that he could get up to seven and a half million is because he's coming off an ankle injury. He's coming off a shoulder injury and he's, he's got a lot to prove and he's gonna, he's gonna have the chance to compete for that starting job and probably win it over two guys. He's more talented than the crazy thing I think about with Cam Newton is I always go back to that play in the Super Bowl. It's in the fourth quarter. I think it was like third and 10. He gets strip sacked and he doesn't dive on the football. And and that, to me, I look at that, and I just go, I don't want this guy on my team. This is the Super Bowl. They're down six points at the time. Like, that, that to me, is the biggest game of your career. Like, that... That was my favorite play. That was my favorite play. There's always going to be... There's knocks on him in terms of, you know, some of the way he's handled... He comes across as, like, kind of, like, pouty at times, right? Especially that Super Bowl. After the post game, he got a lot of flack. But guess what? I mean... He just lost the Super Bowl, and now he's got to sit up there and answer questions. That'd be and hard. Maybe he felt bad because he didn't dive on that ball. So who knows yeah. what his emotions are? I, I, yeah. I love that play, Trav. I love that. I had a, that, I, the biggest bet I ever made was on the Broncos in that Super Bowl. I loved <laughs> that play. Loved Cam for that. <laughs> Thanks, it Cam. A, that was Super Bowl Super Bowl Fifty. Fifty it wasn't that particularly great game. No, that was, um, that Super Bowl was terrible. Here's my story about Super Bowl 50. Okay. All right. So you remember, you know, former referee, good guy, Mike Carey. Mike Carey went to CBS and, and did what, what I do and what Pereira does and Gene Steratore. He was they trying to do what you guys do. Yeah. And Mike, look, Mike, and Mike is a smart guy. Mike knows the rules, um, intelligent guy. And it just, it's TV is not for everybody. It's hard, right? It's just hard. And, it just didn't suit him. Um, and so before the game, we have, you know, we have production meetings with the crew and CBS. And so it's, it's Lance Barrow, who's the longtime, who's the longtime, you know, you know, lead, lead producer for CBS on the football side also does golf. Great guy. Um, and, uh, you know, then you have, you have Nance and it was Phil Sims at the time. This was before Romo. And, and my carry, and so you have, you have this meeting with the officiating group and the referee, 
and we're talking about if there's a replay review and Mike had had a tough year and there was a lot of, you know, every time Mike Carey came on the air, it felt like Twitter had a field day. And, um, you know, so we said, listen, you know, if there's a replay review, we will call the truck and we will let you know what we're going to do before we do it. So then you can start talking about it and then Mike can talk about it and we're all on the same page and it just, it'll look good, right? You'll, Mike can explain it, blah, 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 unless he absolutely disagrees, but this is how we're going to do it. So in the first quarter, I don't know if you remember, there's a, there's a pass play um, ruled incomplete on the field. Panthers had the ball. It was a third down play. It was a huge play in the game early on because Panthers complete the first down, the pass for first down. Um, it's ruled incomplete on the field, goes to review. We let it stand. It was just too close. Whatever they ruled on the field, we were going to let stay with it. So I have one of the guys in the replay booth as we're going through this and we're like, okay, you know, yeah, we can't see if the ball hit the ground or not. Um, it's too close. I said, call CBS and let them know we're going to let it stand. So never forget Jay Reed, who worked with me at the NFL, still works in the NFL. Um, he picks up the phone and like, I hear him like say hello to somebody. And then I hear him like not say anything. <laughs> and I go and I look, I go, did you tell CBS that we're going to let it stand? And he's like, yeah, but I might carry just said that you're going to overturn it on the air. <laughs> and I'm like, what, did, what are they doing? So so we come out and we say ruling on the field stands. Mike Carey's already explained that it's going to be overturned. They never go back to him again. And he doesn't get his contract renewed by CBS after that. <laughs> Like, yeah like, and that was the thing like we talked about it i was like we'll tell you what we're gonna do like, don't don't say anything and we'll and it was just like i it was it was interesting. oh so you guys were telling him and you're I telling said, him before so he doesn't call on the yeah air. so just yeah, so so, so like, listeners know that's not how it goes down when you're in studio you don't know what the call is Oh no no! I don't That's know. That's not what the, the norm. Is, but this was, this was the spec right? The Super Bowl. It's a special, right? Obviously, it's a, it's a different circumstance, and you know, and we've done that, right? The Super Bowl last year when we had it, when Fox had it, um, you know, they were they were going to call the truck on a replay review and let and let um, you know the truck know so Mike would know um, to you know what to what to say. It's just it, it was so. Like, just like, I, I just so frustrating because I was like, listen, what, come on. I mean, we're trying to help here and, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't jump the gun. But that was, that was Super Bowl 50. And Ron Rivera will still to this day debate me on that call. Um, and, and, and I always tell him the same thing. Hey, if they had ruled it a catch, we would have, we would have stayed, it would have stayed a catch. And it's a big play because then the, the, I think the next play or two plays later, there's a, a strip sack. And the, uh, the, the, the Broncos get the ball. So um, ended up being a big play. So um, Patriots, Cam Newton, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about college football. Um, something as we think about COVID, and this is something that I don't think a lot of people understand. Right? We think about, okay, players and coaches and everything else. But right, there's another group out there, the officials, that – are going to have to be prepared and, and there's going to be protocols that they're going to have to go through. One of the calls I was on actually on, on Monday, 
um, was with the the football, one of the football manufacturers for college football, in talking about what we can do with the footballs to um, ensure that they are, um, you know, sanitized, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And, and and so you're going to you're gonna you're gonna look at this two ways. You're gonna look at this as, you know, is there a process where we can we can clean the footballs. And then, and then from, and then secondly, a protocol as to who's handling the footballs. Can we limit the number of people that are handling the footballs, and and how can we ensure that a football doesn't become contaminated? So the the, the conversation, basically, there's there's three options at this point. Um, there's there's companies that that have, um, you know, a UV solution, right? UV light is supposedly the UV light is supposed to kill 99% of germs, including COVID. Mm-hmm. So you take the footballs and you put them into this box and it has UV light, almost like a tanning booth for the footballs. So going back to my Guido days, right, <laughs> GTL, right? If you don't know what GTL stands for, look it up, right? Travis, what does GTL stand for? Jim Tan Laundry, Jersey Shore. That's right, baby. Jim <laughs> Tan Laundry. So It's T-shirt time. So... The UV light, right? You would have the footballs. You would put each each team um, prepares typically, you know, eight to ten footballs. The rule book says six for each game. You prepare eight to ten footballs that you're going to use on offense. Um, so you would take you would take those footballs, have them in this UV tanning bed before the game, and then you would have to ensure that those footballs are handled by the the ball people. And then if that ball goes outside, because think about you know, I think you're going to have limited people on the sideline, but when people are on the sideline and the ball goes on the sideline, what do, what do people do immediately? They pick it up, right? Or it goes in the stands. Now don't touch the football because if you touch that football, it's going to be contaminated and it's going to have to go into quarantine before it gets cleaned again. So there's a UV light um, option. There's a, there's a, a basically like a hand sanitizer solution. That's, that's 80% um, isopropyl, uh, what is that? Isopropyl alcohol. Come on, Joe, you're the, you're the chemist of the group. Yeah, alcohol. Um, alcohol. So, I gave so, Dina a blank look on that one. It's a, it's a spray. <laughs> it's a spray that you would spray on the football. It's alcohol based and it would, it would, you know, eliminate 99% of the germs, something like that. Yeah. But it would mm. be a spray and, uh, and it would dry quickly because it's alcohol based. And then you could do it that way, which would be a less expensive option. And then there's, there's others that include a, a water-based solution. Um, which which you could you know clean the football and and uh, but that would take a little bit longer. But the whole thing is when you think about footballs, you don't want to you don't want to to you know change the integrity of the football. You know, make change the tackiness or the stickiness or any of that stuff. So it's going to be interesting. It's like these are the conversations we never thought we would be having that we're currently having. We're talking about you know chain crews, chain crews. You know, do they have to you know. Are they going to have to be tested because they're on the sideline? Are they going to wear masks? You look at chain crews across the country. Chain crews oh, old guys. are typically older people, right? So now are you going to have to have younger people, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but are you going to have, you know, these older people that are on these chain crews that are, that are in this at-risk, you know, demographic? Um, so it's chain crews. It's replay officials. It's on-field officials. It's all – it's – Ball, it's ball people, you know, people that are on the ball crew, everybody that is going to have contact with a football or a player or a coach um, is going to have to be tested. And and it's so many layers to this that it's just um, 
it's a big, big hill to climb before the season. And Dean, you can let them know. You can let them know I'm I'm available for employment. I could move them chains, and I'm young. There you go. You can you can be on the chain. And I'm not scared of the COVID, bro. I'm in. What do you want? Okay, Joe. So you're. I'll give you the pick of the litter. You want to be on the chain crew. What do you want to be? Do you want to be the drive start guy? So the drive start guy. Wherever wherever the the drive starts. So say it's a touchback and and Alabama gets the ball first and ten at the twenty five. Yeah. You you sit there with a stick and you stay there the entire drive. Okay. So that's the drive start guy. Do you want to be on the actual chains? Do you want to be on the front stake or the back stake? So they 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 spread out the ten yard chain, and the 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 front stake guy. Yeah. You're the guy that comes out. That's who I you're, want. That's yeah. that's the real exciting one. I want to be a measurement because you come out and you hand it to the official. I want to be active and on the field. Yeah, I want to be that dude. I don't want to be or the drive star be, guy. Do you want to be the line of scrimmage guy? Do you want to be the guy where the, you you are always at the line of scrimmage? So wherever the ball goes, you're going to be. No, I think I want to be the other one, the dude who who. You want to be, pulls, the, yeah. want to be the chain guy. Yeah, give me some first down time. Is, is where me, the action yeah. is. That's get a, where you want to be. Give me a real okay. tight jersey. There's also a guy style. that there's also a guy that records the down the, the information, the card guy, the down the distance, the yard line. Is this real? Are you joking? So you're more of like a, a you're more of like a paper person, like a pencil pusher. You could do that. Are you serious? Is this is this all real? This there's four dudes. There's there's like nine dudes. Nine dudes. Is, there's nine. I just I, I would have like guessed less than that. Female, there are some female chain crew. Um, not enough, but there are female chain crew. I feel like there's that's it's something. It's also overblown. There's just too many people to do a very simple job. Here's one more. Here's one more before we go. Then another story that came up on the call actually. Um, so you remember the kick six game? Remember Auburn Alabama, yep. right? Famous. Obviously, that that's a that's a, a rivalry that the Iron Bowl and and you know if you if you're from the South, obviously you you um, you know all about that. But it's certainly so the kick six game, right? That football. So the the field right Alabama Alabama the game is tied. Alabama attempts a long field goal at the end of regulation. Um, I think it was Chris Davis who was the Auburn player is in the end zone. He he catches the, the the short field goal and returns it 100 and however many yards for a touchdown to win the game. So the equipment manager, everybody celebrating, right? And they're all throwing their helmets. So you don't think about this, but they're all throwing their helmets, and the equipment manager is responsible for those helmets. So instead of celebrating, the equipment manager is talking to to his assistants that we need to get 80 something helmets. Right. With all of the fans and everybody else. And they recovered all but one of the helmets. Okay, so you think about the mayhem, what happens. But then the next thing is they got to get the football like you have to get that football. So they they recover the football. And uh, so the thing is, right, each team uses their own footballs. So that football is actually an Alabama football. Right. But Alabama is one of the, the – there's only, I think, two or three teams, um, Alabama, Georgia Tech, and I think Michigan is doing it this year, that don't put their logo on the football. So that football is displayed in Auburn at the university, but people are upset because it doesn't have the script A because hmm. like, that would have been – But and the reason why Alabama footballs don't have the A is because they couldn't – when they, they had it, they couldn't keep it. 
people were stealing footballs because it had the Alabama. So now they just don't put the logo on because they're worried about, you know, you can't keep a football because Alabama obviously is such a, um, a big time program. So there's the my NFL th- balls are cool with the logo painted on and it's like, they're, they're yeah. really cool yeah no they're they're, they're really cool um and that's you know and that's part of and and those logos that's how the officials know there's the right football in the game sure right so because if the patriots on offense then we need to have a new england ball versus the ravens on offense and that's how they know so uh, you know it's interesting um you think about all these things that go on behind the scenes all right let's uh let's take a break when we come back, we'll uh, we'll update on the rest of the sports world and the return to sports in 2020. Next on Good Call. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, what's up? We're back on Good Calls. Mood is a little bit better since Travis gave us a, a pep talk. I killed that. that but speech, during the, by the break, way. during the break, he got <laughs> us down again um, on, on a lot of COVID stuff. But let's let's talk positives. Let's talk MLB returning. Travis, what what are kind of the details? What's the latest? Yeah, the teams are releasing sixty man rosters. Um, not everyone has gone to sixty yet, but at some point. Um, you know, they're going to have to cut down. And, and we've kind of broke that down into 30 players the first two weeks, then down to 28, then down to 26 for the rest of the season. Everyone else is on uh, what they're calling the taxi squad. The taxi squad was an old term they used in football back in like, uh, well, how, how long ago, 2030s or, or the 40s? Or how long ago was that, that term? Well, yeah, the taxi squad, that's the practice squad. They, yeah, yeah, but they, they don't call it the taxi squad anymore. It's, no. it's great. 
No, and that's and I think as you think about the sixty-man rosters, one of the reasons, like some teams, I know, I forget, I forget which team it was, the White Sox or the Tigers, only, only, only listed forty-four players because the thing is, if you if you add somebody to your sixty, then and then you eventually say another play, another team cuts a player and you want to pick that player up. Um, if you cut somebody, they have to go through waivers. Um, and so any one of the other teams can pick them up mm. before you could re-sign them. So I think teams are just wary of that. And then like Travis said, the first two weeks of the season, you'll have 30 players on, on the active roster. Then it'll go to 28 the, the next two weeks and then 26 for the rest of the season. And everybody else will be available for, you know, basically call-ups and things like that. If you do have, if you, if you do have people, you know, getting sick or testing positive and already, you know, three players, um, reported have opted out for 2020. Um, two two players from the Nationals, Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross. Um, you know, I know Ryan Zimmerman is, uh, has a, a newborn. Um, his his wife has some um, some health issues, so obvious concerns there. Um, Michael Eek from the Diamondbacks also opting out for the 2020 season. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, Ryan Zimmerman. You know, probably not right now at this point in his career a still a you know a pretty good player but he's not I wouldn't call him the player that he once was but it's gonna be interesting if like a you know a a Cody Bellinger or you know somebody of that of that stature opts out um you know what the you know kind of what the the pushback will be on that well well, think about it too like what are what is a guy like Mike Trout or Cody Bellinger who have Mike Trout who has a huge contract what does he have to gain by playing? Like, oh, I'm just going to sit this one out. I don't want to get sick. I don't want people around me to get sick. Like I'm going to sit out and make my, you know, whatever X amount of millions I'm going to make. And it's not going to hurt my reputation. I, I think, I, I think I get that, but I also think, think about, you know, there's that there's, if you're a competitor and you just think about what we're doing, think about everybody. And, and I, you know, I certainly can only speak for myself and I feel blessed. I, I'm certainly not as impacted as, as others, but I want to get back to work. Yeah. Like I want to get back out there. I want to get back in the studio. You know, um, I think there's a desire to to get back out. And again, that that sense of normalcy. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to feel that way. And and you know, th- there's never look. There's no COVID or not. There's no risk-free environment. Sure. Right? Every time we every time we we step out of our bed, um, you know, we're, we're at risk of something. And it's just, that's the reality of it. And as you know, my favorite term from the 2019 NFL football season, this is the world. No, we're in. no, you know, this yeah. is the world we're in. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, this is the new normal. And I was just going to jump through the, through no, the Joe door. doesn't like, I don't the new like normal, it. So I'm reverting back to, this is the world we live in. Um, you know, the rule changes we talked about last week, same deal, you know, the, the, the universal DH this year, um, extra innings are going to start with a runner on second. Um, you know, I like the kind of the you can't argue and, and, and no fighting, no spitting prohibited. How how are you going to police that? I don't know. Well, what's going to be the penalty for that? Did if, we talk if about a that? Because that's like muscle memory, man. Yeah. It's, you're, you're, you're up. I play baseball. We all play baseball. You're up. You're in the batter's box. You step out. You spit. Right. That's not that you don't even think about it. Guys spit on your hands or on their hands. Uh, you can get in trouble for spitting on your own hands. You don't even think about it. So. Um, I don't know. I, I would imagine they're going to be lenient on that. I can't imagine what's the umpire going to do. Hey, don't, don't spit. All right, good. Um, I like the fact. I, I love the three batter minimum rule in general. Um, I think that makes sense. To you know, that's you know, less less pitchers, less less people being 
you know, you know, entering the game, it's all good. Um, any player can appear as a pitcher, which is a normal rule. Um, they were going to get rid of that though. They were going to make it so you couldn't have position. Yeah. I, I like the, I, I like, like it too. It makes it fun. I like the, you know, when it's 18 to one, you know, do you really want to waste an arm in the dugout in the, in the bullpen? Well, it's always some of the best baseball memories. You got the guy throwing 86 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. That's kind of fast, but like he's throwing like 75 mile an hour fastballs and his curveballs down to like 59. And you don't see that. And guys in the dugout are laughing. I would love, time. I would love to know what the, what the overall ERA is for, for, you know, even just the last five years right. for, for non-pitchers coming in because because you do see some of them like they you know they do pretty well they they get out of the inning you know maybe they give up a run or two um because because major league major league batters aren't used to you know a 65 mile per hour you know you know ephus pitch or whatever <laughs> so um but but i think that's i think that's interesting you know the other things i know travis you had you had said that i guess two of the twins coaches um, will not be working games just because of the the health concerns and, and being, you know, a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see that, uh, you know, another bit of news that I read, the Blue Jays, they are going to be able to play in Toronto. I know that was a concern if they were going to have to play in Dunedin, which is their, their, their spring training facility in Florida, that would have, you know, created some issues. So being able to play in Toronto will be, uh, will be a positive. And obviously, you know, the whole border thing and, and, and the border still closed to Canada um, is, is going to be something that, that we have to, we have to consider um, switching gears to the NBA. You know, I think, again, we've kind of gone through what everything's going to, everything that's going to happen. The, the season's going to resume um, looks like end of July. Um, so, you know, you're going to have training camps coming up pretty here, pretty soon here in Orlando, starting the 9th. Um, three inter-squad inter scrimmages, and then you're going to have those those seeding games, which are going to be really the first two weeks, which are your playing tournaments, um, and then the playoffs are going to are going to be mid-August, um, and uh, and yeah, and that's going to be the season. You know, Adam Silver said on Monday the NBA return plan may not be for everyone, and we're already seeing several players say they're not going to they're not going to take part in the 2020 season. Um, the Lakers, Avery, Avery Bradley, whose son has a respiratory illness, uh, Portland, Trevor Ariza, who's, who's actually um, spending time with his son. He's in the middle of a custody battle. So he's going to take, you know, I think uh, some time away to spend time with his son. Um, Davis, this one's interesting. Davis, Davis pertains um, from the, from the Washington wizards who's in line for a big contract news who has had injury issues not health issues necessarily in terms of like COVID, but ACL and things like that. So I'm not going to put at risk that big, that big next contract. So he's going to sit out Willie Cauley Stein with the Mavericks. He's expecting a child. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, who think about DeMarcus Cousins recovering from injury, focusing on 2021. DeMarcus Cousins, what was it, Joe? Three years ago was like, you know, you, you, you consider him a top 10 player and now he's an afterthought. Yeah. What, you know, he tore his Achilles. He, you know, Lakers had a lot of injuries. Um, this guy was, was legit. Like I remember, I mean, I played fantasy basketball. This guy was like uh, always a top pick for a big man. Um, and, uh, and now he's kind of an afterthought. And then, uh, you know, I know the Nets, Wilson Chandler, citing family health concerns is not going to play. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how that plays out. Um, 
and then the NHL, nothing new on the NHL front. Um, you're going to have the, you're going to have the, the, what is it? The 2014 playoff tournament, um, which will be, which I think is going to be really exciting. Training camp starts July 10th. Um, and then everything, if, if play, the health and safety conditions allow then the parties, um, have reached an agreement on resuming play, what the length of training camp is going to be in the start date, um, is going to be determined at a future date. So it's kind of where we are right now. Still, still getting ready. You know, we haven't seen any, any spring training or any kind of training camp yet. Right around the corner, though. It's right around the corner. Um, and obviously, you know, we've got golf going on and NASCAR Allegedly. and other things. Um, so, um, you know, hopefully these things can go off and, and we'll, you know, we'll be able to do it safely. And, uh, and we'll be playing these sports again. And, 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 the whole, and, and if, that, if that goes well, if the next month and a half or so goes well, I think that's going to bode well for the NFL um, and, and college football. And, uh, and we, can, we can kind of see those seasons take place and, and hopefully they take place without any delay. And that would be, imagine NFL and college football, you know, not there's going to be some impact, but if they can start on time, I think that would be a win for, uh, for, for a lot of people. You know, I've got a question for you, Dean. Yeah. If uh, let's say football never comes back, what would you do for a living? If it never comes yeah, back, let's just say football is <laughs> over. Never, there's no more football. What are you going to do? There's no more football. Nope. All the, all the balls are gone. <laughs> um, I'd actually, you know, what I would do? I would go. I would focus on. I would focus on my writing, and I would go start doing stand up again. Great answer. I want to see you stand up at some point. Yeah. I've got a couple of screenplay ideas I'm working on a working on with a, a mutual friend, Joe knows uh, we're working on a, on a scripted drama slash comedy nice. um, that revolves around football and officials. So uh, I've read the script, you know, it's we good. just had a, had another meeting with, with my agents and, and our scripted group at WME and, and hopefully we can, we can make that happen. And, uh, and maybe I won't have to, Maybe I won't have to do rules and analysis anymore, Joe. Maybe I can just, and here's a segue for after the break. Maybe I can just do my writing, my stand-up, and my cameos. For <laughs> a break. Next on Good Calls, we're going to talk how good my cameos. I'm Cameo Performer of the Year. We'll go through one of my cameos next on Good Calls. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. 
And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right, we're back on good calls. We've covered sports. Now we're going we're gonna to dive into... <laughs> We're going to dive into the world, the other world, the world of every every other day life, everyday life. Um, Cameo, you guys are familiar with Cameo? You're familiar with this app? Cameo? Oh yeah, never used it, but so, I always hear about you doing it. Cameo is a it's it's actually the, whoever that you know they came up with a really great idea. So Cameo is you can you can get. And I, I, I won't say celebrities because I'm on it. And but there's different levels of celebrity. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not the least famous person on Cameo. Uh, I, I, I can 100% say that. I feel so, like Travis should but, have a Cameo account. What's that? I think you should nominate Travis to have a Cameo account. Yes, <laughs> producer of the Good <laughs> Calls episode of the Good Calls podcast. So you can you can go on and you can get your favorite. Some A list, some B list, mostly C list, some D list celebrity to send your friend, your family, whoever it is, a short video message. Um, Cameo takes a percentage. The person doing the video gets the the other the other part of it, the majority of it. So, um, Cameo approached me about doing it. I thought it was a great idea. Um, went online. You kind of you you record a, a profile video, and then people just request you on the app. And, and, you know, I've gotten a bunch of requests. I charge $25, which, um, you know, I feel like is, is a pretty fair price. And, uh, and, but these guys, Travis and Joe, know I put my heart and soul for your $25. You are getting <laughs> the, the production value you're getting is off the charts. And I've seen other cameos that other people have done. And quite frankly, I feel like, um, you're getting more for your money with me. Just saying. What was that? Vince Neal you showed us that time, right? He just like mailed it in. Like. But, that, but that was amazing because he was wasted. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and he was mumbling. And you would expect, like, if I ask Vince Neal for a cameo, like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a hammered Vince Neal mumbling. And I'm like, I'm going to show that to all my friends. <laughs> I will say you do go, so, you do, you do do a great job on the cameos. I go above and beyond. And today I got another five-star rating on my, my whatever, 800th in a row. And, um, and I shared the video and I want you guys to watch it and and critique the video. And you can explain while you're watching it, explain kind of the, the, the jux. I have the, if you need the storyboard, I can email you the storyboard um, (laughs) for the video. I watched it before we did this, before Joe texted that we would do it on the show. Yeah. And just watching it, like you put in the time, you put together like a, a PowerPoint yes. for these guys and you went through. So, so, the, so the, the, 
the guy must have reached out to to get, have you give their draft order for their fantasy football. Your draft order, yeah. Yeah. And and I was laughing when the first three guys that you named and 14, 13, 12, all in that drafting order were all named Mike. And and then and then you you finish and there's one guy who has his initials is probably his name. And you're like, these are the most boring names. Out it's of the any worst. Fantasy. It was the worst. <laughs> Every draft order I picked, it's like you had like the Greek and Joey Walnuts. Right. And, you know, like whatever. And this was like Tom, Chris. It's just a bunch of white guys. And it was the worst named ever. And but yeah, so I did their draft order and I did a PowerPoint and I and I listed the picks and I put all the mics together because I wanted all the I wanted there to be confusion and chaos when it got to that pick because like okay who's is it Mike L is it Mike B who's because you have six picks in a row with Mike and you're like which Mike is it and if there's a trade yeah you go through like oh if they're doing the snake the snake draft yeah. they're gonna have six mics in a row it's gonna they're be gonna chaos. Have six mics in a row 12, 13, 14 at the end of round one and then one two and three at the top of round two are all gonna be Mike and. <laughs> So I threw in a party bus reference. Like you that's what you're getting for your 25 bucks. So trust me, it it's it's it takes time. You're not you're not gonna get it. You I have four days to do it. And sometimes it takes me four days to come up with the concept, to put the script together, to get the lighting right. So, but you know, you'll get it in your four-day window. We should maybe do a documentary, a short documentary series on the four days to cameo with Dean Blandino. I like that. <laughs> the four days. That's I like that. Wow. See, that's why he needs. And, a and there was. Account. We did. You know that. And and I think I told you guys this. The Super Bowl when I was at the game and I was t- talking to I forget who I was talking to, but uh, I was like I got a cameo request and I was like. I can't give this guy a, at at the Super Bowl on the field cameo no. for 25 bucks. Like, what are all the other people that I've given? Like, you can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Like, I can't give you that cameo for 25 bucks when everybody else got either the studio or my house. There should be surge charging. Like, surge. You know, if you're at a certain Up place, charge. you should be able to charge yeah. more. I should That's be able like- to say, hey, I'm, I'm at I'm I'm at I'm at my buddy Sly Stallone's house. Have <laughs> oh. I told you that story? <laughs> Have ever told you that story? I was at Sylvester Yeah, we've Sloan. heard the story. Have I ever told you that? that I've heard it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I think that's a good... Listen, I... So, Dean, again... Hold on. I need, I need the floor for a second. You know I love you and you're my boy. You're one of my best friends, but I have to give you a bad critiquing on this last one. There was a lot of camera shaking. The it just the production. It wasn't where it usually is. It's, it's not what I'm used cell to. Cell phone. I don't. I didn't. I don't have a tripod. Well, you should. You could. You should have a gimbal. Do you, do you want me? I do you want? I have one. Do you want me to set up the 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 tripod for the cell phone? I'll use that from now on. No, no. You should have a gimbal. What's a gimbal? You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm going to show you what a gimbal is. I think I have Since one. We're on Zoom, it's, it it's kind like, of like a makeshift steady cam. So it keeps your 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 camera steady yeah. when, when you move it it's around. It's on like a it's on a gimbal is what it's called. It's this thing. Yeah. You see it and it just no matter what, you're all as as you move the the camera's always not swaying. I mean, it was a lot of shakiness on that one. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on here?" Yeah, but that was that it's it's like indie documentary style filming. 
That's you know, fair. It's like it's like Blair Witch. <laughs> okay. Stop. Uh, but I will say I was very impressed with the script and the PowerPoint presentation. It did. It was funny. So you I was given like a, you. You didn't think the cinematography was up to up to par. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm used to but the writing. The writing was great. Acting was great. But yeah, the the, the cameraman. I have to give you a solid four and a half. All right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I always want people to be honest with me. That's Another fair. thing that I wanted to bring up is, did you guys hear about Dr. Dre? No. What happened with Dr. Dre? His wife filed for divorce today. No prenup. Dude's worth a billion no dollars. Yeah. Oh, he's, that's going to cost him. Bill. He's just yeah. going to write a $500 million check. Bing. Poor dude. That goes back to that goes back to the old Eddie Murphy bit about Johnny Carson, and he's like, you, he's like Johnny Carson going through his divorce. He's like, I'm sure Johnny Carson had like 300 million and had to give somebody 150 million. He goes, if you, he goes, if you had five dollars, you'd be upset if you had to give somebody 250. And he's got to give his wife 150 million dollars. And he's like, and I'm pretty sure she knew going in. He's like, hey, I'm Johnny. He's like, I know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's was a, a big. That's a big, big. That's going to be a big divorce. Sorry, Jordan. I'm looking at some of the other guys on cameo. Looking at the cost, Charlie Sheen, three fifty guaranteed. He doesn't put the time that you put in. No way. Should we start what a fund just to got? rate them? That could be a, a bit on the show. Every week we just rate a new a cameo. Let's, let's order. Let's order a cameo. Okay, let's order a cameo from Charlie, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I'll, I'll fund. I'll fund the cameo. The cameo. Plan. That would be fantastic. And we can rank the cameo. <laughs> it's a great idea. All right, well, we'll do that. Well, well then we can even start with this guy. Five bucks, Chris Gorham. He's an actor. See, if he's on, Five why bucks. is Travis Hansen not on? Because uh, nobody knows who I am. You're the producer Five of the Good bucks. Calls podcast. What are you talking Who's about? Oh, Google. What's he been in? I don't know. Let's look him up. I feel like it's not even worth it. Why would he be on for five bucks? Because he's only he's going to get seventy five percent. What's seventy five percent of five bucks? He's getting like he's best known for his ABC series Ugly Betty. Anyone watch that? I remember Ugly Betty. I don't. I never watch it, but I know the show. Uh, yeah, he's getting three seventy five a cameo. It's not worth his time. Well, he's probably doing. He's probably mailing it in. Unlike yeah. me, who puts he, in a lot. Of you work. know, he's what he probably is doing is. All of his friends are doing it just for fun. So it's like, look, I'm on Cameo. Let's come up. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to, I'll, I'll order the cameos. We'll come up. We'll do a Charlie Sheen, a Chris Gorham, and let's pick one more, like a mid range one. And we'll see who, what's the most bang for the buck. And we'll do the same same script. Okay. I like that. I like that. So we got to find fun. one in the, in like the, the hundred, 150 one, one like a hundred. So this is going to cost me, this is going to cost me right. 500 bucks to, to come up with this, but well, I mean, the, come on right. in the middle of a pandemic, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Not sure. If football, not sure if I'm going to have a job in the fall, but I'm spending $500 to, 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 to compare cameos. Well, don't worry. Bucks for Tommy tiny Lister. Ooh, tiny. You know who Tiny Lister is. Of course, from Friday. The Debo. Debo, yeah, of course. Wow. You know, I actually like that. Okay, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Debo, and and make that list. We'll come up with this. We'll come up with a maybe we'll do like a happy birthday. 
We'll come up. My friend Joe, my friend Joe's having a birthday. He's been down. He's been down on his luck lately. He's down with with everything that's going on in the world, and he really needs a pick me up. And and he is a big fan. I don't know how he's going to be a big fan of Charlie Gorham, but we're going to come up with that, and we'll see who comes up with the best cameo. I, like I love it. it. It's a good one. Plan. All right, cool. Um, the other thing, you know, I was thinking about, we've, we've talked about this uh, planned dancing and how white people really like planned dancing. Um, because if you, if, if you know, we're not allowed to talk about I don't that. know. It's just, this is uh Did we talk about planned dancing? We, we have I'm talked about sure planned dancing, but this, we we got to be very careful about who we're saying enjoys planned dancing. Everybody good. Everybody enjoys a good planned dance. I'm saying white people really gravitate to planned dancing. If and you we, tell have, us, we have video proof. Um, if you tell us what to do, we can, we can practice yeah. it. That's why on TikTok, everybody's a good dancer. Oh my God. Right. What is going, everybody's, everybody's an amazing dancer. dancer. Cause it's a quick, it's a quick snippet. You can practice it. You can get the moves down. The, the true indication of a good dancer is when it's not planned. Music comes on and you're just dancing. You're just going. You're just dancing. Just moving right? with the That's music. That's how you know a good dancer between a good planned dancer. Okay. When you're at a bar or a club, not that any of us have been lately, or anywhere where music is playing, an outdoor festival, uh, whatever, somebody's playing their, their radio loud, and you can tell who's a good dancer just in that moment, who has rhythm, who has the planned dancers are just, that's all scripted. I, I agree. And you know, just never, we talked about this last summer. Plan, I've been talking about planned dancing for two summers now because of, you know, to the right, to the right, that song, every, the dance floor just always gets overcrowded. And then like a good song to dance who comes on, dance floor is empty. But I didn't think about this. TikTok is really just planned dancing on an app. It That's just, all it is. You just, you just brought me to it. I just realized that. Anybody, anybody could do it. I don't know. It's hard. I've done, my daughter tries to do some TikToks with me. She tries to have me do TikToks with her and she's so good at it. And it takes me a minute. And I feel like I'm actually a pretty good real life dancer, but I can't TikTok you have like been. her. You have been on Soul Train more than once. Twice. <laughs> so well, you guys know my dancing. I've I've won a dance. You've won contests. You've won contests. We know fifth grade Wyoming, which was probably, <laughs> which was probably you know a a really stacked field there. Let's just say I'm I'm better than I was then. So. Oh, so you've actually improved. All right, that makes sense. You know, I just um, news brief. I just saw that the beaches are closing for Fourth of July weekend in LA. Yeah, too many people there? There's going to be too many people. They close all the beaches for Fourth of July. That makes sense because Fourth of July is going to be a, a complete. Nobody cares, and everybody's going to. So I think that makes perfect sense. Just, just write the whole year off. Look, we're all we're all healthy. We're all still, you know. We let's. So let's where were you just, going? Where were you going with the plan dancing thing? 
I was just, that it? I just wanted to talk about what, who's a good dancer and who isn't. Oh, I have a theory on who's a good dancer. There's three types of dancers. Two are good. One is bad. All right. So you have the guy who's like a really good dancer. He's, you know, he, he could dance. So obviously he's a good dancer. Then you have the guy who's just out there having a blast, just throwing his arms around. He knows he's not a, he doesn't, he's not sexy. That's fun there. though. He's fun. He's the fun, good he's dancer. fun to hang out with and watch. But the only bad I dancer. Think the next guy's not fun though. Yeah. The only bad dancer is the guy who thinks he's the good dancer, but he's not. Right. Right. He's doing yeah. these hip and shoulder movements. It, that guy is not a good dancer. And I know a couple of them. So that's my theory on good yeah, dancers. Yeah, having fun, having fun guy. Like no, I like not. No one can fault that guy. Like that's fun. Like go ahead, have a good time. Go with it. Everybody's, doing everybody's the, having a good time. The one where you hold the back of your foot and pulsate weird, oddly. You know, I love that guy. Yeah, doing the sprinkler. The, sprinkler, the guy doing the yep. shopping cart. Those that, are my moves. Those are your. That's moves. why I win dance. Contests. Is that what you won the dance contest with? Probably the sprinkler. Know. I'm sure was in there. I'm sure it was in there. I probably jumped over the leg. You know, you guys know that move where you hold the one leg and you jump over it. Like they call that the MR2. Did you know? I I used to be able to do that. We we practiced that in my basement, me and my brother, and I used to be able to do the jump through the leg. The one going back over was always the one I couldn't do. I couldn't do the back one. I could do the front one. That one was hard. I would go out on the limb and say I probably could still do it. Well, yeah, you're so athletic. Right? We'll put that on the uh, when I kick the field goal. We'll do that right after I make it. That'll be if your I celebration when you make I it. If I practiced, I could. If I just focused on that for the next couple of days, I could do it. But I don't. I've got too much other things going on. I'm I'm jumping rope in my living room. So, speaking of good dancing, I watched this show on the Discovery Channel um, about animals, and so. The I want you guys to think about because I was watching the show about sharks and predators and when sharks were predators and when they were predated on, if that's a word. Wow. And it was insane. Like sea lions attacking sharks. Mm. And so I made me think like what what's the scariest animal in the world? Like what's the one animal that Let's come up with a list of animals and decide who's the who is the king of the hill. Who's what's the scariest animal? You know which animal animals freak me out that, that people love. People love these animals, what? but they freak me out. Is uh, excuse me, horses. Horses freak me out. Yeah, you you say that. You, I got and you like camels freak you out. Yeah, I don't want to run scary stuff like rattlesnakes. That's scary. I'm talking about like serious scary animals, and what's the scariest? Think like grizzly bears. Bears are up there, man. Bears buffalo are, there. are scary. Like they're those so crazy powerful. Water buffalo, those those water buffalo in Africa, those African buffalo, they have more. Though the male the male African buffalo has more testosterone than any other any other species on the planet. And you watch those things when lions. I mean, they 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 will gore lions. They will defend their young. But I'm just thinking of, because it got me thinking about sharks and sharks are scary. You know, when Jaws first came out, that's one of the scariest movies, but it's in the water. Yeah, You have to be right? in the water to go get it. You have to be in the water. So if I'm on land, a shark, I have no fear of a shark, 
right? If I'm if I'm in a boat, I have no fear of a shark unless it's the megalodon, and and then you know then we got problems. But I have no. But th- it got me thinking about you know crocodile that can be in the water and chase you down on land, and the right? Or, or a hippopotamus that could be in both. That that is responsible for more deaths, um, human deaths than any other animal in Africa. The, the hippopotamus. Um, you know, what, what other animals, the grizzly bear, imagine being mauled. Remember the scene from Re- the Revenant with, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Amazing. That, that scene is, it, it, it makes, it's like, if you got mauled by a bear, it felt like that was what it would look like. Like, the, the, and he wouldn't survive, but the, a grizzly bear, a polar bear, like that shit is crazy. Like, yeah, bears are then, pretty wild. Not even to mention, like Travis said, the snakes or like the spiders, like like a tarantula is a scary, not that it could kill you necessarily, but it's a scary, scary. Oh, dude, I know which one is number one without a doubt. The Caucasian rattlesnake. (laughs) Well, the Caucasian rattlesnake, by far, human beings are the scariest there hasn't been much mention of the Caucasian rattlesnake recently. We haven't Caucasian talked about rattlesnake. He's been caged. Very, He's been caged. It has been. But I don't know. Like I was thinking, even in the in the water, that the shark isn't even. They were showing killer whales, dude. Killer whales are crazy. Killer whales. They, they were showing killer whales working as a team. They are intelligent, and they were literally. They would smack the water with their their fin to to shock the shark its senses and then eat then eat the shark the shark like wow like the stuff that they do like the intelligence that they have um it's just crazy we need to end this quarantine what the scariest animal we need to end this because you're starting you're starting to go places that i'm that are starting to scare me a little bit i don't know man there's a lot going on in this brain there you go there's your segue brain of blandino (laughs) wow and, and there he is. <laughs> Name dropping. God damn it. I can't even talk. <laughs> Leave it in. What was that? Name dropping. Now your location dropping. Oh, so somebody that's like, that's like on Facebook or on Twitter or in social media. Instagram. Yeah. Location drop. It's not like you were hanging out with, you know, Tom Cruise last night. That's like it's I like, went to Mastro's. Yeah, yeah. That's like Joe went wow. to Mastro's or, you know, you know, flew, you know. Oh, Charles de Gaulle. The, the security lines of Charles de Gaulle are so long <laughs> in the spring. You know, it's like it's like the, the location dropping is, especially on Instagram, is outrageous. Oh, that dude, any girl that's been to Catch LA has a picture of her in front of that door. And if, 100%. and if you 100%. go to Mastro's that's, Malibu, that's you you better be damned you're stopping and taking a picture in front of that blue, you know, the blue sign. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, you always, that's, that's all we do now. It's like, it's like, what are we, this is, these little snippets of, it's literally, it's literally one, less than 1%, 0.0006% of our life, right, that we're going to spend at Mastro's or we're going to spend at the Eiffel Tower or we're going to spend it. But that's what you'll see on Instagram and that's what you'll see because we're putting our what what our, our best foot, what we believe to be our best foot forward. And here, this is our amazing life when 99% of our life is 
me sitting watching TV or me sitting at my computer doing work or me, you know, playing with my kids. Um, Dude, I've had a whole rant about this. I don't remember where, if it was recorded or not, probably not because I don't record stuff very often, but I remember it's like you go to Mastro's and you tag yourself in your location. Look where I'm at. You don't, I've never seen anybody tag like, oh, I'm at Wendy's getting a, you know, a, a double patty. I'm at Walmart. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. D. Landino just checked in at Target. Right. <laughs> Even Target's a little bit of a... People love Target now, but I'm talking like... like You would maybe check in at Target, but you would never check in at Walmart. It's this weird socioeconomic thing. I think we so should... Walmart flip. is... Target's higher than Walmart? Oh, that's, dude. That's yeah. like a... That's a, that's a sure. real thing. Just like people... Really? Costco's like a bigger flex than, than Sam's Club. We should flip the script and there's every a, time there's we... There's a flex there? There's oh, a yeah. flex between Costco and <laughs> Sam's Club? Dude. This is Morona. What are the what are the fees? What are the what are the yearly fees for both? Can you can I can I put that on like I'm not on dating dating apps, but if I do go on a dating app, can I put that on my profile? I go to Costco. Just say no. What what you would say on a dating app, you'd say Costco over Sam's. Costco. I would say Costco over Sam's. Yeah. I go when I'm not when I'm not having when I'm not having dinner at Mastro's in Malibu six times six nights a week. I'm usually shopping at Target and, and Costco. People put no that. way, not Walmart and, and uh, Sam's Club. Target, yeah, I'm telling so, you. So Sam's Club's forty five dollars annually, and Costco's sixty dollars annually. Boom! Oh, See, go. that's a flex, dude. That's that extra fifteen. That's a flex. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to do the ultimate flex right now. I've got a membership. To a both. year. Come at me. Boom! I'm telling you, we should change it up. And every time we go to somewhere like very basic, Seven Eleven, grabbing a grabbing a water. The Seven Eleven brand, like we're, gonna, I'm gonna start checking in every time I'm I go. Slurpee. Yeah, Seven Eleven. You know, well, that's how let's, Champion let's became. That's how can, Champion became okay. popular okay. again, right? Okay, next week. Here's the deal. This week, let's see who can come up with the the best worst flex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've got to do it on on. Let's do it on. Do you have Instagram, Travis? No. Well, I, I once had a friend tell me I've never done anything in my life because I've never put anything online. Clearly, you haven't done anything. I haven't. So. Did it even we'll happen? A, we'll, let's see who can come up with the best worst flex. Like All right. That. All right. This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast and be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.